So I wanted to come on and talk more a little bit about toxic positivity because um, maybe we, maybe I didn't really uh, talk too much about it in the right context because I do believe in positive thinking. I just don't believe in um, trying to make somebody feel guilty for um, depression or anxiety or things like that that they're feeling. So that's really where I was coming from with that. So if you're one of those people who are in that situation right now, um, continue, you know, doing whatever works for you. If cognitive behavioral therapy is something that really is helpful for you, then, um, I would continue doing it. I just, um, I think that there's a time and a place for different things. And, um, I had a therapist once who she was really nice and I liked her a lot, but, um, she used to make her patients, um, take a affirmation card before every, um, session. And it really wasn't helpful. It was kind of hokey and a little weird. Um, but you know, that was her thing. And, um, you know, if, if it helped some other people, then that's great. It did not help me very much. It just kind of pissed me off. <laughs> and I told her it pissed me off too. Um, because I had a lot of stuff going on on the inside. And I think that's where we have to begin is really, um, if we're suffering from depression and anxiety, studies have shown that affirmations, positive thinking, all that stuff is not helpful for people who are clinically depressed, who are going through a major depressive episode um, and who really may need to process trauma, grief, abuse, things like that need to be dealt with. We need to kind of pull those things out of us, whether it be with a trusted friend, whether it be with a, a professional therapist who is a safe, safe person, whether it be with a pastor or, um, a journal, like journaling, writing your feelings down, just kind of pulling things out out of us and there's my phone uh like we talked about this isn't a polished um production it's uh just kind of a laid-back conversation what we have in my living room so i forgot to put my phone on vibrate but that's okay we can just keep going um yeah, we have to get all this crap that's in us out of us and we have to process it and look at it and pasting a smiley face over your pain is not um, necessarily the best way to deal with your feelings and to heal. Um, if you keep getting hit and hit and hit, you know, you're not going to heal. You have to get away from the abusive person. And then you have to deal with that trauma and process that grief and that trauma. Um, if you're, um, if you're dealing with, uh, childhood trauma, you have to deal with that. You have to really get that down on a piece of paper, or you have to speak it out with a therapist, talk it out with a therapist or a friend or somebody who can kind of help you process it. And then you get to a place where maybe, um, you accept it and um, move on and you can then start, you know, identifying negative patterns where you like, have negative thinking patterns. But um, there's a book out by, I believe her name is, um, I have to Google it, but I think it was like something Zenreich 
or Enrich or something like that. Um, and she wrote a book called, you know, how positive thinking is undermining uh, our culture or something like that. I don't remember the exact title, but it was a great book. And I was talking, you know, I was talking about this woman who, I mean, the book isn't, isn't, autobiography really about a woman who was diagnosed with, um, breast cancer. And she went to all these groups that were support groups. And most of them were positive thinking, heal yourself kind of groups. And then she was like, this is nonsense. And she kind of went, turned to religion and, you know, someone mentioned Joel Osteen to her and she was like (laughs) watching Joel Osteen, and was like, this is just positive thinking with Jesus mixed into it. And so she just got fed up and she wrote this book about how we need to stop it with this um, positive thinking and this self-absorption that it causes. We have to think critically, um, critical thinking. And um, another of famous or somewhat notable when she's pretty well known um, is Kate Bowler, who has her own podcast and who has written a lot of books and stuff. She was diagnosed at the age of 35 with, uh, I believe it was stomach cancer, but I'm not quite sure if that was the right diagnosis. And um, she's, thank God she's still alive today, but she was diagnosed with stage three stomach cancer and doctors gave her pretty much, you know, like I think a year to live and she chronicles this whole year. And, you know, um, her podcast is basically about learning how to live in the complexity of life, that life is a chronic condition. Life is never going to be all good. It's never going to be always bad, although some people do have really tough situations that are chronic and that we need to stop shaming people for being like sick or for having limitations. Like we talked about in one of the previous podcasts I did, people have limitations and we have to accept that that's the way it is in life. And life is not, there's no cure for life. Life is meant to be lived as messy as it is. And um, we have to teach people that it's okay to have limitations. It's okay when life gets hard. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel bad when you're sick. Most people don't want to be around you when you are sick, not because they're afraid of catching what you have, but like, they don't want to, they don't want to deal with the the negativity and the awkwardness of, oh, this person's, you know, sick. And it's just unfortunate, but, um, I love the way she puts things, Kate Bowler. She has such a, uh, eloquent and funny and sad and, joyful way of just wrapping it all up into one package and just saying, here you go. This is, this is how it is. And, um, so my point is that <laughs> I do have a point is that sometimes your mind, your our things are, I think our minds are smarter than we give them credit for. They know when they're being, the, our mind knows when we're lying to it. 
And when you tell yourself, you know, I'm just happy and I'm winning the lottery today and everything's going great in my life, you know, that affirmation, your mind is kind of like, yeah, that's bullshit, you know, and you know it. And so it's okay to say, look, life is not going great for me right now. What's not going great in my life? Why is it not going great? Is there something I can do to change it? If I can't change the circumstance, is there something that I can do um, to make myself feel better while I'm going through this situation? If I can't do something to make myself feel better, um, is there a way I can um, let go and just live in the moment? And there's different things you have to go through. And it's like, you know, if, is, is this issue being caused by a trauma that was caused to caused by me? Am I, am I always in a relationship that is negative? Why did something happen to me as a child that formed that kind of, um, belief that I only need to be in negative relationships? Those are the things we have to work on, not just Oh, let's just say everything's fine and great. Or I have lovely relationships. Everything's, you know, coming up daisies. No, it's not going to work. You know, it's going to slap you in the face. And then people are going to say, oh, you know, positive thinking doesn't work. And uh, or they're going to say, um, I'm doing something wrong. You know, I must be I must ha- I mean, must need to buy this five hundred dollar course online about positive thinking. No, it's just that you haven't dealt with all the internal stuff that needs to be dealt with. You can't just skip steps, you know, in life. And um, so people who are who are seriously depressed and who are, you know, have trauma and grief, they need to process that. And it's okay to admit I'm having a hard time processing this and and getting through this. So if you find yourself in that place today, know that it's okay. Um, and that you will get to a better place. Try to find people who are, um, supportive and who will support you unconditionally and love you unconditionally. And if you're in a time where you don't have people around you, um, try to find a support group try to do do it online um but sometimes it's better to be by yourself than to be around people who are going to you know be bad for you and just know that you're not alone and don't let people shame you for being who you are and where you are on your journey and i guess that's it So until next time, I hope you guys have a great weekend and I will talk to you soon. Be well, as well as you can be. Take care. As I mentioned, you will hear a lot of different background noises and stuff. Uh, When I'm recording podcasts, sometimes there'll be TV on, sometimes there'll be noises in the kitchen, but, um, 
Uh, this time there was CNN on in the background because I'm following the events that have happened and unfolded in our in our world the past week, and um, it, it is no doubt that we have to do something about the gun violence, the lack of police officer training, the prejudice, and the lack of. Um, concern for certain people's lives in this country. It's getting to be too much. It's getting to be really, really um, out of control. And just it's it's I'm going to say I'm sick and tired of hearing about a new shooting or a new person who's been killed senselessly by um, a police officer that's supposed to be protecting the community, not killing people in the community, or you know somebody who went crazy with a gun and started killing people in the supermarket or or a FedEx facility. It just is too much, and we really need um, to get this under control. And the the only two ways that I see this working out uh, and getting resolved is one gun control, stricter gun control laws in this country. It is quite obvious that that's what needs to happen. And number two, proper resources, more resources for people who are suffering um, with trauma or any sort of um, mental illness. And when I say mental illness, I want to be very, very careful because not every mentally ill person gets a gun and goes and kills people. Uh, so that's not, you know, I don't want to create stigma, but, um, there are people suffering with a lot of trauma and a lot of, um, mental illnesses that have not been treated. And that's the reason uh, that they're, they're, they feel violence is, is the way to deal with their issues. And that's not right. And so we need proper resources for these people so they can get well and they can heal and they can get better and at least have a chance to um, become productive members of society. And then, you know, of course, number one, people like that should not be able to get their hands on guns and certain weapons should not be available to anyone really in this country, except, you know, military personnel. So I urge you really not to get very, very political, but political, you know, politics informs a lot of what we do and the choices that we make and how we live. So if you, um, are con just as concerned as I am, please write your local politicians, Congress, your local, you know, Congress people, your local senators, tell them to please do something and do something now about, uh, this, this epidemic that is happening and, um, and just, uh, you know, pray for the families and pray for people, but put, put some action behind your prayers. Prayers and thoughts are not enough. We need to put action behind our prayers. So please contact your local representatives, uh, write a letter, make a phone call, peacefully demonstrate, but please do something.